Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello and welcome to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams, with four-time Glenn Denning, Alan Medalist, Paul Hazelby, and the great man, the six-timer, Damien Martin's just rolled into the studio to join us. Hayes, you're upset, you're fired up, you're angry. Mate, who invited Martin in? You called me yeah. the four-time and you call him the great man. Why can't <laughs> I be the great man and the four-time? You both are great men. What's not great is the Wildcats. 106 to oh, We work together Brisbane. throughout the week. You have a preference, like no. secret love no, towards him a bit no, more than me. Jimmy, you're a smart man, but if you guys invited me, I've driven in on no. a Saturday yeah. and you just started straight with the Wildcats. Come, yeah, guys. that's why we've got you in here, mate, because the Wildcats on Thursday night <laughs> were average. Once again, they're an average team that stands for nothing. Look, oh. on paper, okay, answer me this then. Are they a great team that is only right now playing average or are they an average team that occasionally plays great? That one. They're an average team yep. that occasionally plays yeah. great. On paper, they have the ability to be a great team every single game. Mm. So I would like to see tonight them go out there against all odds playing in New Zealand, who's the form team. New Zealand just smashed, absolutely annihilated Southeast Melbourne. If they can go over there and get a win tonight, this might be the win that in a, you know three months' time when they're collecting their championship ring, they'll say that was the turning point of their season. Or they lose, they come back here and they start really falling behind that top six and playoff contention. You know I love my Wildcats and the basketball tactics. I'm a, I'm a yeah. real tactician. How about this move? <laughs> Humor me. Majuk Majuk. Yep. Good the other night, but only plays 11 minutes. To Sean Thomas. We are losing the rebound count every single week. Let's put them in together. We're going to be a tall team. We're going to try and get a few points in the paint with those two and make it work. And at the other end, of course, we're going to win the rebound count for the first time, maybe, in the season. Why can't we do that? It spreads the defense a little bit and could take some pressure off Bryce Cotton. Where do you want to start with that one? Look, you potentially could win the rebound count for the minutes they're Boom. out there. I was leaving it at that. Or it means you're going to have probably two big sagging off Tayshawn and Majuk at the other end. It means Bryce Cotton's looking up going, okay, I've got to get by my defender. And then there's going to be two bigs waiting for me in the keyway. So defensively, to take away strength of the three-point shot, his defender can guard him closer, willing to give up a blow-by because if they get past him... Blow-by? Yeah, you get past him off the dribble, so not much defense played. And I'm just sending him to two bigs. So it probably takes away from Bryce's strength and you don't necessarily want to do that. And defensively, if New Zealand saw that, they just go, okay, we're going to go small ball and see if you can guard us with your bigs out there. So, Jimmy, do you concur with that? Yeah. Huh. Well, who? Who do you concur with, me or him? I concur with Mato. There we go. Why can't Bryce get on the dribble? And instead yeah. of going for the shot, the layup, just a little sneaky assist <laughs> to the <laughs> other could, big guys for a dunk. Hey, look, right now, I would love to see them give it a chance. Even if it's for a three-minute window, mm. just go big and say, guys, we're going to throw you out there. I expect us to dominate the rebound count right now. For the next three minutes, let's see what happens. Because right now, the other things they're trialling aren't really – well, they're not. They're not correlating in wins. And what's going on with Mardo? Oh, have you got a bit of a cold? I do. I do. I'm Jeez. keeping my distance. I'm keeping my distance. I apologise. 
bit of a flu the last couple of days. Not going well. Not going well. Hey, don't go anywhere. You're going to hang around. We're going to talk about the Socceroos. They have a massive game tomorrow against the Argentinians. They're through to the knockout stages, and not many predicted they'd get there. Don't go anywhere. This is Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Good morning. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams, with Dockers great, the great man Paul Hazelby, and six-time Wildcats champion, former captain, Damien Martin. Boys, Sunday, the Socceroos. Matthew Leckie puts them through. They knock off Tunisia. They knock off Denmark. No one thought we were going to be here. Some people could think that this is going to be the greatest ever moment in Australian sports history if Ooh. they had to beat Lionel Messi and Argentina tomorrow night. I did see this coming. We had our oh. radio show uh, before the World Cup, and I just had this sense that we were going to get through and beat Denmark like we did in Tunisia. But isn't it fantastic? There's no other sport on the planet that draws you in like soccer does at this time of the four-year cycle, yeah. particularly when Australia are doing well. And that's why it is the greatest game on earth. Well, let's go back to Jimmy's question he poised at the, poised at the start. Would it be Australia's greatest sporting moment if they were to advance to the quarterfinal of an event? Yeah, yes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Why, Hayes? Because of the degree of difficulty, where we're ranked to get there. So basketball's had some great moments. Mm. We accept that, but they're ranked inside the top five consistently and to get the bronze, well, you kind of expect that if you're in that sort of position. But what what were we ranked going in? Like 38? 30, yeah. In the uh, 30s, late 30s. Yeah, and now a chance to take on Argentina, who have one of the best players of all time to beat them at the World Cup to advance, it, it would be. I, I think from a team perspective, there wouldn't be a greater uh, win outside the America's Cup all those years ago. Question without notice. Did you see the footage of the Denmark players receiving the note that somehow then in, landed in the hands of the Australian coaching staff? Did you see that? No, what was the and note? It, well, I'm not sure what was on the note, Ooh. but the Australians then made a tactical change, which saw them hang on for that 1-0 victory. So Graham Arnold and his men... Smart, which leads me to my question for you two fine gentlemen who were in the professional sports realm for a long time. Did you ever do anything sneaky? Did you ever get some inside information? You weren't supposed to have, but you managed to get it anyway. Yeah, when we used to go to world tournaments, occasionally a manager or someone or a player would have left the scouting report on court because a lot of the times you get your allocated one-hour shoot around. Right. You'd go in as they're walking out and sometimes you'd see a player or a manager unintentionally <laughs> leave a scouting report. Like, oh, how are they going to go? I mean, oh, sag off, let him shoot. No surprise there. <laughs> but, yeah, so he stumbled across a few of those occasionally. We used to have a forward scout and he used to go and look at uh, all the training sessions in Melbourne. And once upon a time, he was at Essendon, Tullamarine, watching mm. them train. And Carl Williams, this was when the gangland yeah. wars were going on, saw him. No relation. And this was about the same time. <laughs> and he's come up to the guy, knocked on his window and said, mate, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> quickly backtracked. And he's like, no, 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 mate, I'm just here to see training. I work for the Fremantle Knockers Ford Scout. <laughs> he was about to get knocked off by Carl Williams. Oh, that is amazing. He would have made an appearance in Underbelly. <laughs> we could have played his role. That's incredible. Hey, just before we move on to uh, Clint Bolton, who's going to talk about that Socceroos win and preview the game against Argentina and Liam Santamaria. Uh, earlier this week, Kendrick Lamar and Jordan Peterson were both in town. You had a choice between going to watch. You probably don't even know who Jordan Peterson is, do you, Hayes? Do you, Mato? Mate, have you seen the Spotify list going through with your most played songs yeah, and albums? Of course, yeah, of course I have. 
I've been, I've been looking at some of these people that I'm friends with on Instagram, oh, no. and they'll show the artists, and one through five, I wouldn't have a clue of who these are. Really? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it turns out there's more bands out there other than mm. Cold Chisel, Johnny Fun, <laughs> Pearl Jam. <laughs> you too. Yeah, you too. So <laughs> I'd, uh, I was happy being at home watching a bit of sport instead, Jimmy. Thanks for coming in this morning, Marto. Hayes, you're going to stick around because we're going to continue the show right here on Off the Bench. Clint Bolton, Liam Santa Maria, coming up next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. It's great to have your company as we build up to tomorrow. What a massive day it is for Australian sport. The Socceroos through to the knockout stages of the World Cup. Tomorrow night, they'll take on Argentina in what is going to be a fascinating and very tough contest, but they've proven that they have what it takes to perform on the big stage, these Socceroos. And earlier this week, Clint Bolton caught up with Hayes and Mato after the Aussies shocked the world and advanced to the knockout stages. Hey, did you get much sleep, mate? That was pretty exciting overnight. Uh, oh, I'm ready to hit the bed now. I was up early, <laughs> like, like the rest of us. But I, uh, I called the follow-up game with Argentina and uh, Poland as well. So... It's been a big morning, a really a great morning for football, uh, not only for this country, but just football in general. It's, we're at the, the real meaty stage of the World Cup now, and it's just drama-packed, and we love it, and we love it even more that the soccerers are heavily involved in this drama. So I'm like the rest of us. I'm buzzing. I have heady thoughts about the matchup with Argentina already, but I'm, I'm not looking forward just yet. I'm just, I'm just trying to sit in the moment uh, like most people out there. Enjoy the win, bathe in the glory along with the, the Socceroos who are all a bunch of heroes this morning. Heroic performance and, ah, uh, yeah, I can breathe. <laughs> we can all breathe again, which is fantastic too. I love the comments from Ange Postacoglu. He says, I want to wake up tomorrow morning in the papers. They're not talking about the next AFL player who effing farted or an NRL player who did something stupid. I want them talking about our game. I want them talking about us. And it's so right, isn't it? Like, you know, on our show today, the whole hour dedicated to the Socceroos because it's a massive moment and for a period of time probably hasn't getting the attention that it absolutely deserves. Yeah, I, I echo Angie's thoughts. Um, it always feels like this anti-football sentiment in this country rears its head at certain times and usually largely around um, fan misbehaviour in our particular code, and that's what makes headlines. But but uh, when these moments come along, it needs to be celebrated, and hopefully all Australians get around it, uh, not just the footballing public, uh, but all sports lovers and all the leaders um, in in the positions of power, which actually make the decisions around what gets seen and what doesn't and so forth. So it's great, um, but... <laughs> you know, our code has a history of shooting ourselves in the foot. So there's no point looking at other sports um, with regards to our history in this country. We can only look at ourselves and, and how we capitalise on moments like this. We don't have a great history of capitalising on the moments when they come along. So, so I always look inwards when it comes to this and not outwards. So I, I, I fully support Ange, obviously, and his comments. Love the guy. But, but football... Football has the numbers in this country. It has the numbers. It's just a case of capitalising on them. So when the moments come along, let's do the work and really make sure there's, there's a, a real legacy beyond just the moment. Clint, we nearly didn't even qualify for the World Cup and all of a sudden we're through to the round of 16. Yeah. And we've done it through wins, not through draws, not through things going our way, but through two wins. Going into the tournament, where did you honestly think the Socceroos would sit and where they'd finish up? I, like, I was genuinely optimistic about our chances. 
coming through the group. And that's not to say I thought on paper we'd get through. Clearly, there's three teams above us in the rankings and, and form. Like you said, we just scraped through. It was hardly compelling form going into the World Cup. But there was just this real feeling around the team that there was a real team mentality which can take you far at a World Cup. And it's proven to be the case. Um, I've got to say, after the first game against France, those thoughts and beliefs were shook big time. Um, But but we bounced back in the last two games. And it's the last two performances have almost been a throwback to a different era of the Socceroos. And when you think back 20 years beyond ago, our ability to perform or get results at the top level was largely based on defence. And all of a sudden, we found some really good defensive form. Something has been missing, I think, from the Socceroos and all our national teams for a, for a long period of time. And all of a sudden, we found it when it counts most. And, and we're seeing, um, with the Socceroos run and other teams that go deep in the World Cup, you can't go far in the World Cup unless your defence is rock solid. So... It's a great foundation. We've got nothing to lose against Argentina. Nothing to lose. I love the matchup. I think most people want to find the easiest way to get to further through the group, but not me. Uh, I think the biggest, the bigger the, the, the target, the bigger the opponent, the less expectation is on your group, and I think that suits our team. Former Socceroos goalkeeper Clint Bolton there with Hayes and Mardo. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Liam Santamaria is going to chat Wildcats and what they need to do to return to the winner's circle. This is Off The Bench. Off The Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Great to have your company this weekend. Me, Jimmy Williams, with former Dockers star Paul Hazelby. And I'll tell you what, Hayes, the Wildcats have issues. On Thursday night, a loss 106-95 to against Brisbane, which no one was really expecting in NBL circles. They get a chance to bounce back Tonight against the New Zealand Breakers in New Zealand, and they are absolutely flying the Breakers. It's not going to be easy. And Liam Santa Maria earlier this week caught up with yourself and Damian Martin talking about the Wildcats' struggles. Liam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Hayes. Marto, good to be back with you guys. Marto's been dodging it around a bit like Chanderpaul <laughs> last night in the cricket. He doesn't really want to hit them between the eyes, but what are you seeing from the Perth Wildcats? Oh, I'm seeing a lack of lack of toughness, a lack of, of, of grit, a lack of sort of starch at the defensive end and, and on the glass fellas that's letting them down game after game right now. Um, you know, there's been a lot of conversation over the course of this season about getting some help for Bryce Cotton. Who's going to step up and put some points on the board? But the reality is this team is last in the league in defensive efficiency, last in defensive rebounding percentage. And last night they gave up the biggest score Brisbane's been able to put on the board this season, 92 points in regulation, 106 uh, when you consider the overtime period as well, and it was just way too easy for Brisbane to score. So that's the issue for me, um, not sitting down and, and defending a lack of physicality and toughness, and it's as a result, games are slipping away from them. 60 points in the paint they scored. Corey Webster, Todd Blanchfield, they only scored 10 points between them. Are they two that aren't great defensively that you're talking about that make up part of why the the Wildcats aren't going that well defensively? Uh, Look, neither of those guys have been sort of renowned defenders over the course of of their long careers in the NBL. That's fair to say, but... You know, it doesn't just fall on them. You know, the front court as well. Brady Manick to Sean Thomas. Um, Luke Travers coming in off the bench, not necessarily having the same kind of defensive impact 
that he had last season. That, that's the kind of primary issue for me. Um, the front court, the ability to, to, you know, really protect that paint, finish defensive possessions on the glass. That just, that just hasn't been there to the level that, that you need and that the, the teams that are really getting a lot of wins this season are providing. We're looking at the ladder right now, and if the season was to come to an end today, the Wildcats would miss out on the finals. They wouldn't be involved in the play-in tournament. The teams above them, Adelaide, Tasmania, South East Melbourne, Cairns, Sydney, New Zealand, if the Wildcats are going to advance through to the postseason, which is the team you think they've got to play catch-up with? Because I think Adelaide's best basketball is still ahead of them. Tassie have a couple more wins over them. South East, great on paper. Cairns and New Zealand, if you're anything like me, Liam, didn't predict them to have the types of seasons they are. And I don't see them slowing up. It almost might be a case of if they don't start getting these wins starting tomorrow against New Zealand, in New Zealand, the form team, it could just be too little too late by the time a Blanchfield and a Corey Webster do start firing and the Wildcats do get in a stance and play defense. But those teams above them, who are the weakest links? Oh, it's, gonna be, it's tough to say, isn't it? I mean, I think you're right in the way you kind of encapsulated it all there. And the Wildcats, that, that's a big job in front of them. What are they, five and seven? Yep. Now five and six and a chance to, to slip even further behind the ledger. Um, oh, in answer to your question, I, I, I really like the Phoenix. I think they're championship contenders. But the difference between their best and their worst is probably the biggest in the league right now and we did see them kind of fall away last season um, over the over the course of the second half of the season so that's something maybe the Wildcats might be looking at a potential spot there and you know the other one of course the Tasmania Jack Jumpers every time they lose a couple or looks like it's slipping away they show their trademark toughness and, and, and manage to eke out a tough win like they did last week against Melbourne United so oh, I think you're right about Adelaide they're on the on the rise uh, maybe one of those other two teams. But the reality is, if you're the Wildcats, you're the Brisbane Bullets, you're one of those teams just trying to stay in touch, um, you've got to not worry about the other teams. Try to turn your own form around and get some wins on the board. NBL commentator and expert Liam Santamaria there. What a great man he is. Knows basketball better than most in this country. Great to have your company this weekend. That's all we've got time for, Hayes. We'll do it all again next weekend, right here on Off the Bench.